0: Hello, I'm Jennifer Thompson and you're listening to 2WX 2XFM 98.3, People Powered Radio. This week on Subject ACT, we are celebrating National Volunteers Week 2017, which is from the 8th to the 14th of May. Radio 2WX FM is filled to the brim with passionate and committed volunteers who share their time and skills for our community, some of whom who will be listening now. So a very special shout out to you this week. Now I've been listening to one such 2XX FM volunteers program in my car on my way to into the studios lately and his choice of blues and world music has had me smiling ear to ear. Well, I'm definitely the new kid on the block here at 2XX and when I started chatting to this with this presenter, I knew I wanted to find out more about his passion for music and also his passion for broadcasting on community radio. So it's a warm welcome back into his own studio, Mr Pete West. Good morning, Pete.
1: Good morning, Jennifer.
0: (laughs) Thank you for agreeing to stay back um, and coming in this morning, braving uh, the cold and <laughs> traffic um, and also thank you for sharing your Radio Desk experience to support me on today's program and I didn't ask for much did I and for agreeing to share some of your story and favorite music with me today
1: You're very welcome Jennifer and uh, welcome to Two 2XX as well
0: Thank you very much I'm loving it Good <laughs> um, <laughs> So let's start off by talking about your favorite music how would you describe the kind of music you like to play on radio
1: mm, broad subject i started i guess noticing music when the rolling stones first um broke on this on the on the commercial music scene in sydney um that led me on to uh, listen to some of the west coast Rhythm and blues groups like Cant Heat, the early Cant Heat, and the Paul Butterfield Blues Band, and uh, some of the Chicago musicians as well. And uh, I ended up in a suburban blues band in Sydney uh, for four or five years um, called variously Epping Station or the Sweetback Blues Band. Uh, then I got married and moved to the Blue Mountains, where there was a very vibrant Live music scene and uh, plenty of opportunity up there, and I had my, uh, if you like, introduction to folk music. Um, I didn't realise what folk music specifically was uh, um, generically until I came to Canberra. But um, certainly, uh, and, and and coming to Canberra was nice too because there was when I came here in the eighties there were so many venues with live music around this city, and particularly with uh, open mic walk up music nights they're all over the place yeah. and uh, plenty of um, venues that had a large proportion of blues or rhythm and blues music on their fantastic their so bills
0: i um you you so blues is obviously
1: blues was the thing uh, the rolling stones second single i think it was to be released in australia was called not fade away and uh, um, that would have been i was about 16 15 something like that and my uh, next door neighbours um boy and i were in the back veranda listening to the radio and this came on the the wireless and i said to my dad what's that instrument there and he said it's a guitar and i said no no no, the other one and he said that's a mouth organ and um drew and i went up the next day to the barber shop uh, in broadway in strathfield and uh, bought ourselves a harmonica each it was um, Albert's kookaburra brand harmonica, I think they were about two and sixpence. And we taught ourselves to play like um, like the Rolling Stones style up in the treehouse.
0: And up until that point, was, was music a part of your household?
1: No, my folks were not very musical, but my grandmother was a good singer mm-hmm. and had won prizes as a singer, and she also had written quite a large number of songs, some of which were published
0: do you remember how that felt when you when you heard that song? That was obviously for you to remember that particular song at that particular time in your life. Can you remember what that felt like when you when you heard that song? And what was it about that song?
1: The sound of the song, the way it was produced, and the mix of instrumentation certainly uh, struck a chord. No pun intended, mm-hmm. with me. It and it transported me to. Um, yes, it's it stirred up emotions that I'd never had. Uh, I'd never felt when listening to other music. Um, I came to Strathfield in Sydney from Young in um, southwest New South Wales, southern New South Wales, and uh, your typical fare there was uh, a lot of cowboy music and uh, songs like uh, "How Much Is That Doggie in the Window" by Doris Day and that sort of thing. <laughs>
0: Now you mentioned um, uh, obviously the Rolling Stones, but you also uh, r- were able to rattle off a number of other musicians and bands. Oh yes. And um, now I need educating, Pete. <laughs> but, no, <laughs> you you are the, totally. the man who obviously has a lot of this knowledge um, there. So um, I'm interested in who are some of your particularly favorite all-time favorite artist all right
1: well i cut my musical teeth during the 60s and um, i think on the television at the time was a show called was it called thank you lucky stars and uh, it was on the afternoon when we got home from high school and one of the um, artists that we saw there long before it was ever heard on the before they were ever heard on the radio in in sydney were the band from Northern Ireland Them uh, with a a short, um, energetic, cranky looking lead singer called Van Morrison and uh, he went on to great things but they had uh, some wonderful recordings early in their career Uh, considering the the technology they had at their disposal at the time, um, some of their um, early recordings stand the test of time really well they they sound fresh and, uh, and really well recorded in fact if you listen to a song that was a big hit for Van Morrison and them called Baby Please Don't Go in 1967 I think or 6 um, you can hear every note of every instrument separately and that's the, the test of a really good mix mm. and uh, without computer assistance it's hard to do and uh, it's really well done um, another group that I loved was Manfred Mann Early in their piece mm-hmm. And um, in the early Manfred Mann recordings The harmonica was a highly, fe- heavily featured instrument So that just reinforced the feelings I had Or the love I developed for the sound of the harmonica Played in that style um, In rhythm and blues music mm-hmm. The lead singer of um, Manfred Mann was a guy called Paul Jones And he was a jolly good uh, harmonica player as well. I'll play a track in a minute yeah. uh, from uh, Manfred Mann, but it taught me how to play um harmonica chords and how they can be used as a substitute for the rhythm guitar in a uh, in a band up until um, up until the time when the Beatles had their first hit 64 65 um most most uh, rock and roll bands were basically uh, they they were made up to a formula they had a bass guitar lead guitar rhythm guitar Now, apart from that, they might have a singer and they might have somebody to play a break on saxophone. And that was it. And a drummer, of course. Uh, There's your four-piece. And uh, the um, use of the harmonica as a substitute um, rhythm guitar was what I noticed first about the uh, recordings that had um, harmonica, which I later learnt was called chord vamping. Um, But we also realised when we listened to some of the uh, North American blues particularly uh, blues played by Negro artists from the deep south that uh, they would use their harmonica as a substitute voice and um, somewhere along the line I read that musicologists have uh, have des- have have decided that the harmonica in the hands of a good player is the instrument that most closely can get the um, the intonation and the mood of the human voice
0: and the harmonica um, again I I need educating about this but I understand there's um, you know some people you can look at one harmonica and think oh well that's that's a harmonica and there's one there's one type of harmonica, but obviously there are um, many more um, than that so um, uh, after this break we might ask you a bit more about that harmonica Sure, harmonica yes and, uh, and your harmonica playing perhaps Perhaps How about for now we listen to um, one of, a track from <coughs> Manfred Mann The Singles album it's called I'm looking at the CD that Pete's brought in It's got uh, uh, five um, very groovy looking young men in their sharp su- uh, sharp suits Yes um, And uh, <laughs> which track have you chosen off that album?
1: Uh the track is called 54321 and it's an original by the band mm-hmm. and it features um, Manfred Mann, the fellow with the beard, right. playing keyboards and uh, Paul Jones on the lead vocal.
0: Why did you choose this track?
1: Because it's uh, possibly the best example from the period that I can remember of chordal vamping on the harmonica. That is using the harmonica to um, take the place of a rhythm guitar in a traditional band lineup. Let's hear it. Okay. Man friends. Five, four, three, two, one,
0: two. That track was great that you chose, and you were saying while we were listening to it that that's um you know we could hear the vibrato, we could hear all those um like you were saying the connections with the human voice um there. Now, also, you have brought in something very special um, for me to to see, which is your your case, full of very beautiful, actually, um, harmonicas. Can you firstly describe the case that you have brought in and uh, tell us a bit about the case?
1: The case is an old Mason's case and a friend of mine, A dear friend of mine purchased that for me and put a plate on the top which has been engraved by a jeweller and shows a harmonica and um, it's the perfect size, it's the perfect depth to hold harmonicas both of the diatonic style and the chromatic. Uh, They fit in there very neatly. I've uh, applied a piece of foam rubber across the bottom and a piece of velvet cloth over the foam rubber to hold them in place.
0: It's a it's a beautiful object in its it, in a perfect itself. Um, yes. Um. I might try and uh. We might try and take some photos and share them on on Facebook so people can see uh. What we're what we're talking about. Okay. Um. Now tell us a bit about the objects inside the case. The harmonicas. About how many have you got in there?
1: Well, I think I've got about seventeen in there. Yes. Yeah. When you think about the, the the musical theory, there's um eight we have an octave which has eight major notes middle C, D, E, F, G, A and B and then there's sharps and flats of some of those then there's um, uh, harmonicas which are tuned in all of those keys but can be in the minor or the major note arrangement so you can end up with an awful lot of harmonicas you can also have um, these that um, are bass start at a very low note in the scale or start closer to middle C so uh, you can if you get if you're an enthusiast you can have uh, quite a lot like 50 odd harmonicas to cover the field
0: and you showed me um, there was one that had almost like a, a large it was a, a beautiful harmonica with a silver almost like a big Oh, uh,
1: yes that's a chromatic harmonica yep. and it has a slide in it operated mm. by a key at one end which when you're playing you can depress or release using your thumb and it's a different instrument from these these little harmonicas are called diatonic harmonicas they're pre tuned so that wherever you blow several holes together or suck air through several holes together you are able to get a chord that is the notes are in harmony as we recognize harmony um, in the west and on the chromatic harmonica that's not the case it's just like uh, pushing a bunch of notes together on the piano random you're not going to get a chord you'll get a discord and they uh, are much more suitable for playing jazz music because mm-hmm. of the various uh, musical effects that you can get from them very different from the pre-tuned diatonic harmonicas the diatonic harmonicas though are better for blues and uh, dare I say country and western um, and rock and roll I suppose because um, you can bend the notes when you learn to bend the notes you can get um, all the increments of music that a fiddler can get by sliding up and down a string
0: Right. oh wow okay so you can do that that's that's very tricky I think
1: (laughs) that's part of why the sound that you can get on a small harmonica uh, can so closely uh, resemble um, or emulate the sound of the voice the human voice singing.
0: You're listening to 2 FM 98.3. The program is Subject ACT, Canberra's local current affairs program where we explore issues from a curious and informed perspective. Today we're celebrating National Volunteers Week and our guest is one of Radio 2 FM's volunteer programmers, Mr. Pete West now Pete you've brought in these lovely harmonicas are we able to convince you to play us a little something he says yes (laughs) (laughs) he's grabbing one out of out of his case so first of all
1: the um the diatonic harmonica the pre tuned harmonica which is the type that the Beatles used and uh, Van Morrison and all of those guys Manfred Mann band and uh, do you want me to play a little tune.
0: I'd love you to play a little tune. Yes, please.
1: Well, I'll I'll play in the non-blues style first. Mary had a little lamb. Now in the blues style.
0: to believe that is from the the same instrument isn't it yes so that's a great example of um, one instrument and like you say how how varied it can sound yes Yes.
1: I was actually out at the um, Irish Club last night where they had the Merry Muse music event this month and uh, the Merry Muse is the concert venue for the um, Monaro Folk Society, which is a strong supporter of this community radio station, Mm 2XX. And I played some Irish jigs and reels on a mouth organ, fiddle fiddle tunes. So here's the chromatic harmonica, and I'll just play a little bit of that. So this is the one with the the lever on the side. The key on the side. That's
0: beautiful, thank you so Very much fun. for bringing that in And again I'm going to take a photo of that beautiful instrument um, oh. And and share them uh, with everyone You can find them on our Facebook page later today
1: I've had that fella since I was about 18 years old And I'm 67 now Did you? And it's never needed any servicing oh. it's, it's been the most marvellous instrument
0: Well there's a lot of musicians listening to this I'm sure Going wow that's a good instrument
1: Oh yes <laughs> more durable than any motor car i've ever owned
0: oh and there are i'm sure there are a lot of um you know drummers out there and, and people have to lug all sorts of things yeah. around Who <laughs> so, are so now thinking that's a yeah that's a handy one
1: well jennifer i've i, I can also play the button accordion wow. um right. because the button accordion is only one of these put into a pair of bellows so instead of blowing you work the work the bellows and i have a button accordion made by a german company at home which still works perfectly well and it was made in 1891
0: really mm. oh, wow. so you you love these things There's objects as well yes. i can tell oh, yes. and i can i can see why they they they're beautiful. The des- people who are into design, um, I think, will will appreciate these these as objects. Let alone the beautiful music that you're able to produce from them. Yes. Now, Pete, I also wanted to talk um, with you about comm- your community radio broadcasting experience. Um, and can you tell us when you started broadcasting on community radio, and how did that come about?
1: Well, I've been uh, only on community radio two double X and i think i began in 1987 and i have had a couple of breaks along the way but i've worked it out yesterday that i've been on air for 31 years
0: 31 years yes wow. altogether. well but i think if we, we're talking about volunteers week that's uh that's oh, pretty it, amazing
1: it's a good volunteer effort yeah. I think. but <laughs> can i pay tribute to uh two double x whom you probably didn't meet yet um, didn't get the opportunity to yeah. meet I should say and that's our friend uh, Pat Moll-Hall who's been hosting the Irish Voice community radio show on this station continuously for 33 years he yeah. only retired a couple of weeks ago
0: Wow, he just retired? Just retired Wow, that's yeah. an amazing effort They
1: had a bit of a, a party for him on air and uh, in oh. his show's t- time slot and, uh, Good on you Pat 33 years with wow. three double X. Hats
0: marvelous. off to, to, to Pat We gave him a big, yeah. a
1: big uh, uh, Celebration last night at the Merry Muse. Oh how mm. one- oh, I bet that was a, a huge big acknowledgement yes it was good Oh
0: wonderful thank Pat's you Pat's a
1: marvellous man He's in his 80s and he can still uh, dance a jig <laughs> <laughs> Like the youngest He's very good
0: Maybe all that time of community radio Has kept him kept him in the game In the dancing game
1: I'm sure it hasn't hurt <laughs>
0: Can you remind? Uh, can you remember and, and share with us what those very first shows were like that you did? Oh yes. Um, were they live as uh, <coughs> we are now? Or were they pre-record? Were they in studio? Were they off-site?
1: They were they were live to air. Uh, I did my training and straight into it. And the program that I started started with the two double X was called Country Cooking for the Folk.
0: Country Cooking for the Folk.
1: Yes, and it was a mixture of country and folk music. But me being me, I slipped quite a lot of blues in, uh, <laughs> initially to the um, frowns of some of the managers here. But uh, yeah, it, it eventually it became accepted when uh, people realised that uh, blues music is just another form of folk music. Mm. When you think about it. Um, anyway, yes, folk mu- uh, country cooking for the folk was all about um, what you can do with weeds, how you can make your own soaps, uh, m- that sort of thing. You know. Good living in an urban environment Good uh, environment friendly uh, living
0: Can you remember your very first show?
1: Only vaguely Mm -hmm. I was pretty nervous
0: If you can only vaguely remember It wasn't the most terrifying experience Oh no it wasn't that (laughs) It
1: was quite good Because I had a very uh, supportive trainer Who came in and sat in with me For the first two programs I put on air And she kept saying Just just, uh, forget there's anyone out there in the world Just talk to me because yeah. they'll all hear the same thing i'm hearing so just talk to me lovely and that made it easy to slide into the role
0: well as a as a newbie i mm. can i can also attest to that that there's the wonderful support here ah. in in helping um you feel comfortable and um and supporting with all yes. the technology oh, also yes. um i wanted to ask you about the technology what changes have you seen in the technology
1: oh definitely the big one is computerisation um, computerization of our uh, of our applications Mm. for producing music either in pre-record or on air the other big change of course is the um the cds when i started there were two cassette players and two vinyl record players that was it Mm.
0: and what does volunteer radio broadcasting bring to your life
1: oh i've i've enjoyed it uh, from two points two viewpoints one i believe it's great that it gives people like me who have a special interest in a a genre of music that's not necessarily mainstream to get that music aired and out into the public gaze. Um, The other is uh, I think community radio provides people in our community a voice to express their viewpoints which otherwise they couldn't get expressed in a public way. People who have views about current affairs and political events uh, where those views wouldn't get aired on commercial TV or radio for fear of uh, offending sponsors. And uh, that's the great value of 2XX, uh, I think, giving the people a voice.
0: There really does seem to be. Um a link uh, with community radio, which can be just a, you know can be just about playing your favourite music if that's what you want, to put there seems to be a really strong link with activism.
1: I can't speak for others necessarily, <laughs> but I can say that my own experience i I worked in the defence side of the Commonwealth public service and um, for a long time, and one experience uh, set me on the road to activism uh, connected with the vietnam war and when i came to canberra and i found this wonderful uh, public radio here this community radio uh, uh, it seemed to me uh, an ideal way for me when the opportunity arose to pass my views onto the community at large um as an activist mm-hmm. a small a activist but nonetheless an activist i've never chained myself to a gate but uh, or lay down in front of a bulldozer but uh, i think when um Things warrant criticism. The criticism should be able to be expressed. That's um, one of the notions underpinning our our democratic systems: is the right of free expression. Anyway, um, <laughs> we don't have time to go there, I don't think, Jennifer. But we all I'll say is that I've done a lot of volunteering both in the folk music society in Canberra, yep. and as I, when I was secretary for though for that, I engineered some uh, close ties between 2 X and uh, that organisation. And I, I've also served 2 X as secretary a couple of times. Ben. And I was in the band called The Settlers, which um, were led by an Irishman called Ulrich O'Boyle. And uh, Ulrich is credited with having put on air in, on this radio station the last live radio play broadcast in eastern Australia. And it was about the Snowy Mountains scheme. It was called My nice Snowy Mountains Home. Well, we obviously, mm.
0: there's obviously so much more to be explored with 2 X volunteering history in this... I've thoroughly enjoyed week.
1: volunteering with 2 X over the years. Fantastic. And I hope you will too.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I think I'm hooked. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to 2XX FM 98.3, People Powered Radio. The subject, the program, rather, is Subject ACT. I'm Jennifer Thompson.
1: Should we go out with the track? It's um, called Drifting by the Ulico Boyle and the Settlers... Thank you very much, Jennifer, the, for the opportunity to talk with you on here. It's
0: been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Pete. I tried to please him, now I'm drifting away. Got me sinking in your quicksand of lies. <laughs> and your mind is a deadly device. My decision that ain't no surprise.